Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. And with this episode of the podcast, I begin the third year of Wrestling and Dreaming. It has been such a pleasure and a privilege over the past two years to share thoughts with you on the Torah portions, on some of my other favorite Jewish texts, on events taking place in the world, and how we can see them from the perspective of Jewish law or Jewish tradition. It really has been a privilege, and I want to thank you all for your feedback. So many of you have written to me or I've spoken to about the podcast, and 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 I truly appreciate your support. And I hope that you'll continue to share feedback with me through my website, through my Facebook page, and to, to I hope, also offer some ideas of future episodes, questions that you'd like to hear me discuss, issues that you'd like to hear me address. I would appreciate that very much. I would also appreciate it if those of you who are listening to the podcast over a platform that allows you to rate the podcast or to make to make comments on it to do so, because that's a way that more people perhaps will be exposed to the uh, to the podcast, and that would mean a lot to me as well. So thank you very much for all of your feedback. And now I want to talk about an issue that I've talked about before. I have to tell you, one of the pleasures of doing this podcast is that I feel like I can go back to issues that are so critical to me, and I believe so critical to our faith as Jews, and give them just a little bit of a different nuance, a little bit of a different twist. But if I address an issue again that that you, you've already heard me address, it's just an indication of how important that issue is, and that's what I want to talk about today. An issue I've spoken about before, but one which current events gives me another opportunity to address again, and again to emphasize the importance of this idea. So I'll begin with a verse from Psalms. Ki simachtani Adonai befo'alecha aranein. You have gladdened me by your deeds, O Lord. I shout for joy at your handiwork, Psalm 92.5. You have gladdened me by your deeds, O Lord. I shout for joy at your handiwork. And that's the part that I want to focus on. I shout for joy at your handiwork. Let's think for a minute about the psalmist writing 2,000 plus years ago. What could the psalmist have seen that that inspired a joyful shout at God's handiwork? Well, a lot less than we know today, that's for sure. The psalmist could look at the stars in the sky, could look at the amazing abilities of the human being, look at the earth-bearing fruit. And there was probably a lot of wisdom in what the psalmist understood at that time. But as the generations have gone along, as the centuries, as the millennia have gone along, human beings have learned so much more about how our bodies work, how the universe works, understanding so much more deeply the realities that we see around us. And all that we have accomplished as human beings over the past thousands of years, I believe, give us even more reason to shout for joy at God's handiwork. We've been able to look deeply into the human body, to the infinitesimally small parts of the human body, to understand how the human body works. And we've looked out into the heavens further than we ever imagined possible to see the glories of the stars, of the galaxies, 
that make up our universe. And of course, that brings me to the reason for talking about this today. Those beautiful pictures we saw from the Webb telescope, which took us further to the into the universe than we could have thought possible, and also gave us the opportunity to look back in time because what we're seeing are pictures from so many years, so many millions of years before, as we understand the complexities of this universe and learn more about how this universe came to be. And we also learn how interrelated we are as human beings with the furthest reaches of the galaxies made up of the same raw materials. One of the things that I found fascinating about the presentation of these pictures from the Webb telescope in the original press conferences a few weeks ago was watching the face of the astronomers and listening to them as they described the pictures. They were almost giddy. They, they were celebrating. They, they, they were just so overjoyed at what they were seeing and what they were sharing with uh, the people throughout the world who were watching them. Now, some of that joy came as a, I'm sure came from a relief that the Webb telescope actually fulfilled uh, the, its potential. There's always that concern uh, with a scientific project like this that all of the time and the resources and the energy and the, and the intelligence and the wisdom that goes into producing this scientific potential breakthrough might fall victim to some technical glitch or something that would end up uh, making it less than its potential. And so I'm sure there was a lot of relief, but it went beyond that. They were truly amazed at what they saw and they wanted to share that amazement with everyone. They were in essence shouting for joy. And I don't want to make any judgments or any assumptions about the religious or spiritual perspective of any of the individual astronomers who were so shouting for joy, but I know for myself and I'm sure for many other people, we were saying a blessing at the same time a blessing that expressed our appreciation for the world that God has created, for the universe that God has created. Because of course, and I've said this before, and I know that you've heard me say it, and it stands to reason and others have said it so many times, but it needs to be said again. We, all of the scientific theories, all of the ideas, all of the hypotheses, all of the presentations of how the world came to be, we can embrace them all, we can accept them all, we can, in, we, can, we can find meaning in all of them, but none of them undermine the basic principle in Jewish tradition, Bereshit bara Elohim et it's in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Because we can talk about the Big Bang, but we can't say why there was a Big Bang or what happened before the Big Bang. And for me, and I'm sure for many, looking at the universe through these pictures and understanding the intricacy and understanding the, 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 the impossibly uh, uh, precise physical and mathematical relationships that scientists have, have discovered in terms of, of, of understanding how this Big Bang worked and knowing that if they even were slightly different, even the most minuscule difference in the, in the mathematical relationships that were involved, the universe would not have existed or would not continue to exist. Looking at that, it leads me to just say once again, 
this couldn't have been some great cosmic accident. There had to be a plan. There had to be a reason. And that plan then means there has to be a purpose to our existence. And that's why I believe that this idea of God as creator is so important to us as Jews. Yes, it is absolutely critical that we think about God as the teacher of Torah and in whatever way we understand that and that we consider how important our Jewish traditions are to our lives as Jews. They really give us distinction. They separate us from others. They are our distinction as a people. But we also need to find ways to connect with others beyond our Jewish world. And one of the ways we do that is to connect to other people of faith by recognizing the one concept that we definitely share, God as creator of the universe. And so for me, this idea of creation, of God as creator becomes so much more important because it connects us to people of faith in other traditions and inspires us to work together to fulfill the potential that God has created within human beings. There's another line in the Psalms which is a parallel line to the one I quoted before from Psalm 92 and that's Yismach Adonai b'masav, may God rejoice in God's creation. I like to give it a little bit of a different understanding um, and it's based upon a story that I've told before, and I promise I will tell before the high holidays this year on the podcast again. And that is, uh, I'm not going to tell the story here, but I'm going to reinterpret that verse a little bit and say, may God find nachas in God's creation. May God find satisfaction in the creation. Now, I would imagine that God would find great satisfaction in seeing the stars follow the pattern that uh, that they do because that was the plan. And I'm sure that there are things that we do as human beings that bring God great nachas when we use our wisdom, our intelligence to understand the world better. That certainly is something that God would, I think, find nachas in. But too many times and for too, in too many situations, I think we as human beings individually and certainly as a, as a civilization, as a people, as a species, disappoint God because we're not living up to our potential. So we can talk all we want about God of creation being a reason to shout for joy, but it's also a challenge. It's a challenge for each and every one of us, for each of our communities, for each and for the entire world to live up to the potential with which we've been created, to say that there was a reason for our creation, and that is to prove that we can build a world that is as perfect as we can possibly make it. And that really depends upon us recognizing that we have been created with a purpose and that that purpose is to fulfill our potential as human beings and to give God satisfaction then in fact, the world and all of its creations continue to be tov ma'od, very good, as described in the book of Genesis. So my point is that we know so much more than the psalmist did, and that's every, even more of a reason to shout for joy at God's handiwork, because as we understand how complex this world is, 
we recognize even more the true miracle of God's creation. Until next time, thank you.